Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast here. And so uh, today we're basically going to be talking a little bit about Project Fi turning Google Fi and basically opening up, allowing not only just OnePlus devices or Samsung or even iPhones, but generally a good amount of devices they're now supporting. And so um, thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate you guys coming in here and listening to the podcast. It's always wonderful having you guys come in and listen in. And so anyways, uh, big news pretty much coming up. So uh, for quite some time now, I've been using Project Fi. Uh, Love the service. I've made multiple videos on YouTube regarding Project Fi. And um, so, you know, it, it didn't surprise me that Google is now making a big step to technically start competing with uh, other MVNOs out there. Now, price-wise, people will make slight complaint about it. Um, however, if you kind of think about it, you are being you are able to use three different networks to have coverage. So. The pricing really doesn't bother me about it. However, what a lot of people were waiting for, they were waiting for Google to open up and allow other devices to be supporting. I think one of the biggest ones, and I do apologize, it's a bit noisy, I'm here on the ASU campus right now um, doing this broadcast, but um, yeah, so with with everything that's going on, basically allowing iPhones and uh, and other devices has been a long time coming. I remember when Project Fi was first announced, Google was going to start venturing off into being a mobile service provider along with creating the Pixel devices and as well as being the, the creators of Android. You know, it was, it was, it was weird it, in the sense when you kind of think about it because a lot of people had always praised Apple for building the hardware, building the software. That was one of the things that a lot of people were like, that's what Apple had one up over Google, was they build their own hardware, they build the software. And that was fine, that was great. No arguments there, right? And so Google now builds their own hardware because you have the Pixel device. They build the software, which is Android, and they provide mobile phone service. So that's like, that's really cool that they're doing that. But still, a lot of people, you know, they weren't buying into it only because there were only specific, you know, certain devices that Google would be able to, to utilize. Because they had this feature, or they still have it, not had, had its past tense, but they have this feature called Smart Switch, which allows you to switch from Sprint to T-Mobile or US Cellular, depending on which service provider in your area is going to give you better coverage at that moment. And the way that it works is that as you leave geographically to another point, whichever signal is the strongest there, they will the phone will connect to it, right? Now, specific devices were able to do this, like um, people wondered, you know, because the, the, the LG G7 ThinQ, uh, the V35 from LG, and then you have the G6 and the X4 from Motorola as supported five capable devices. Now people will wonder, how come these devices can do it? Shouldn't an end device be able to do it? And not necessarily, but LG and Motorola have been a part of the project 
when Project 5 first started. If you guys remember, the Nexus 5 and the Nexus 6. The Nexus 6 was made by Motorola, the Nexus 5 made by LG. So they were already well aware of this feature and how it was going to function with Project 5's SIM cards. So, now they've opened the floodgates. And I mean, Google didn't just open it and let one or two things in the beta test. They opened the floodgates. So if you were to go to Google 5, uh, well basically 5.google.com and you were to look up compatible bring your own devices because they are running a promotion right now where if you bring your own device, you get $200 in five credits applied to your account. So you will see a list of different manufacturers that are that basically are compatible with Fi right now and what devices from those manufacturers are compatible. Now one of the big killers here, the big, the big one is that you could bring an iPhone to Project Fi or Google Fi. It's a long time coming because you can find countless YouTube videos talking about it. YouTube videos basically how to manipulate the SIM card into an iPhone. Originally people were doing this where they would get a you know Pixel device or a Nexus device, something something they can basically mess around with, and they would go ahead and they would activate it on Project Fi using uh, a Fi capable device and then taking the SIM card out and putting it inside of an iPhone. And initially what it would do is that it would utilize T-Mobile's network only. It wouldn't allow the smart switch feature, which is exactly what's happening right now with the iPhones considered beta is that they, uh, they cannot smart switch. That's the feature that you will not get that five capable devices can do. So Pixel devices, the Moto X4, the Moto G6, the LG G7, the V35, those devices can utilize either Sprint or T-Mobile or US Others network. If you have an iPhone, it's going to strictly be on um, T-Mobile. And so, but I mean, still, some people will be like, what's the point of it if it's not going to have all of the five features? And truth be told, eventually they may come with a way where the iPhones will be able to utilize the same thing. Because obviously Google is about business and it's about making money. They're not going to go and leave the iPhone completely handicapped out of what other devices on Google Fi can do. So eventually they will come with some way to either have something similar to it or whatnot. But another way to get people to kind of take a look at your hardware would be to allow the iPhone on Google Fi with it not having the full features that what Google Fi is known for to have consumers kind of take a look into it and say, hey, you know, like if they want to utilize that smart switch, if they want to be able to be covered by three different carriers, then why not take a moment and check out one of the five capable devices? There it is. Marketing in its best. Genius work, right? Because that's, I mean, like, you know, you can bring an iPhone in and eventually you're going to, you know, compared to other people on Project 5 that have a few good things, you're going to want to have the same things. You're going to want to be able to do the smart switch thing. You want to be able to act. And even if smart switch is not working properly, you can always manually switch. You can always manually switch the device in between Sprint, T-Mobile, and US Cellular. So these are all things that, um, you know, you're able to do with Project 5, which is kind of the reason why, like, when people mention the amount, the pricing of Google Fi or Project Fi. And they're like, $80 is insane. It's insane 
if you were only relying on one network carrier. But can you really say it's insane if you're having the ability to use three major network service providers? I mean, I can tell you right now from my experience with Google Fi, I traveled to the Midwest, 14-hour drive, and did not even lose signal. Matter of fact, to tell you guys, I didn't even lose cellular speed. My speeds were consistent, consistent between 60 to 100 megabits per second down and 40 megabits per second up. I know this because I, I tend to upload things to Instagram, or upload things to YouTube on the fly, especially when I'm vacationing. And if it can put up a video pretty quick, that pretty much tells you right there, you know, obviously using a network tester too kind of gives you results. But that's the thing though, is that Project Fi is, or Google Fi is pretty consistent, very consistent. And the fact that you get the connection again, like I've been reiterating this entire podcast, you get three, three networks to choose from. And not, not really choose from, but three networks to switch in between to keep you connected always. That's the benefit. So pricing kind of goes on par with the service that you're getting. And then the last and biggest thing that I've been raving about when it comes to Project Fi is international use. Usage internationally. You can use Project Fi in places like China that has, you know, firewalls where certain websites can't be accessed. With Google Fi as your mobile service provider, you are not locked down to those same firewalls that certain citizens of a certain country are. So you'll be able to access things like Google Drive and Facebook and things like that. So, and this is with, without having to, you know, order, you know, a service plan from whatever country that you're in. It just works. As a matter of fact, Google Fi works in 170 countries. That's all, I mean, the price that you pay now, that's a whole lot and more. Considering if you were on Cricket, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. 50, 60. Boost Mobile, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever. Right? One one carrier's network. Hardly any good international options. But yes, they beat out Project 5 with unlimited data. The Project 5 is completely different out of that. Yes, the first six gigabytes you are charged for. After that, bill protection kicks in. You're no longer charged $10 per gigabyte. Now, people wonder, why didn't they just go fully unlimited? Well, they want to give you room to save. Let's say one month you actually use over six gigs, right? So bill protection kicks in. You're basically charged the $60 for data, $20 for five basics, or $80 for your plan, right? Say the month afterwards, you really, you rarely use your phone's data because you're mostly at home, on home Wi-Fi. So technically, you use only one gig. Well, wouldn't it be nice if your bill was chopped down where you only paid 30 bucks, which was 20 for five basics and $10 for that one gigabyte versus paying, you know, a set amount, whether you use less or you use more. That's what Google Fi is really kind of pushing for. That is the genius of their plan is that right there. Being able to either, if you use a lot, you pay an unlimited, you know, pricing, which is 80 bucks, or if you use less, then you pay less than that and save more. Because you pretty much control your data usage. You control how much data you use. You could actually limit yourself if you're on Wi-Fi networks all the time, which of course, being on Google Fi, you have access to thousands of open internet sources, like at Starbucks, 
different places or whatever. So you have the ability to really save on data by connecting to open Wi-Fi sources. That's how you can actually make your bill with only like 30 bucks a month, which is a lot cheaper than paying 50, 60 dollars a month. So again, these are some of the pros, cons, but some of the things that I want people to think about when they're thinking Google Fi, should they give them a shot? I definitely would say, yeah, I would recommend them. I would definitely tell you guys to give them a shot. Also, if you have an iPhone and you wanted to use it on you know, Google Fi because you want to be able to save money on your monthly bill, now you can bring your iPhone over. Even if it's just only using a T-Mobile network, you're still, you're still gonna get covered, okay? You're still gonna get covered. The only, the only time that I would tell you not to is if you know for a fact that T-Mobile does not work in your area, then don't even do it, okay? But if you know that T-Mobile exists in your area, give it a shot. You ain't got nothing to lose. You can port your number over. It's very simple to do. Just follow the steps in porting your number over. And it's good to go. And the last thing is, is that Google Fi gives some killer deals. You get, uh, I think it's like $100. $100 Fi credit if you get the Moto X4. I think for like more of the bigger phones, like the bigger tiered phones, you get like $200 in Fi credit. So if you buy out your phone and you get $200 in Fi credit and you're, you're using like, you know, one gigabyte a month because you're always on Wi-Fi, well then yeah, you pretty much have your bill paid for almost the entire year. Just about, if you consider it. Anyways, guys, that's pretty much it for this podcast. I really do appreciate you guys listening in. I do apologize. It's a little bit noisy. I'm here, basically, um, doing this podcast here on the ASU campus in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So, um, yeah, it's been a little bit noisy, but I do apologize. But, yeah, um, more episodes to come. Um, tomorrow, there will be a Friday podcast as well. So, you guys can be expected that tomorrow. Um, but until then, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. As always, you'll hear me in the next one. Allah.